Those are the best memories ever. Hey, everybody, this is Coach Jody at the Great Flip Podcast, and I have a very special guest today from the American Heritage Girls, my dear friend, my former boss, and the executive director and founder of the American Heritage Girls, Patty Garibay. We're here to wish American Heritage Girls a happy 25th birthday and to talk about her new book, talk about legacy, talk about the story that we've been involved in and the story for our daughters for generations to come. Hey, and be sure to stick around to the very end of the podcast so you can learn a little bit more about my ministry called The Great Flip, which is online self-defense and life skills for girls and how it serves the American Heritage Girls and many other people. Let's get started. For more than two decades, two decades, really? Holy cow. (laughs) For more than two decades, Patty Garibay has been at the forefront of countering the culture by leading girls and women to creating lives of integrity. She is the founder and executive director of American Heritage Girls, a national Christ-centered leadership and character development program. She has helped thousands of girls discover their true identity and purpose in Christ through AHG's transformative programming. Prior to creating AHG, Patty served for 12 years as an active leader and volunteer in Girl Scouts USA. She was highly influential in sharing the gospel with her troop in Westchester, Ohio. In response to major changes in directions of GSUSA in 1993, the course of Patty's life changed. She heard the voice of God call her to start something new. Patty grew strength from her wealth of leadership opportunity, her love for her country, her passion for youth development to take a large leap of faith to start AHG in 1995. Today, AHG stands strong with over 52,000 members globally. There are AHG troops in all 50 states and 15 countries through the Trailblazer program. And hello to my dear friend, Patty Garibay. How are you? It is so good. It's good to be with you, Jody. I'm excited to to talk and catch up, right? Yeah, it's fun to see you. So here we are in the lovely land of COVID country. So how is your home? How's your hubby? And how's all the kiddos? (laughs) Oh, everybody seems to be not just surviving, but really thriving. You know, my grandkids are anxious to get back to school and one set of them are back to school, which is nice. And the other ones are are patiently waiting till after Labor Day. But everybody's doing really well and we are uh, making the best of it. You know, we had a lot of plans for this year with it being American Heritage Girls 25th anniversary and so looking forward to this almost my whole life. And, you know, God had a different plan. You just learn to make the very best of what your situation is. And when you're able to do that, that's when innovation and creativity come into play. And if you're looking for the blessing of this situation, of this time, I think that that best suits us. It keeps our spirits up. It keeps our focus straight on on the Lord, which is where we need to be. And it, it basically keeps us being creative and having fun in the, in the nothing, you know, rather than all the things that we had before. So I like the quiet a little bit. I'm surprised I'm saying that. <laughs> I know, me too. Well, you know, it's funny, you know, the innovation that I'm seeing with Heritage Girls troops now, and you can tell me more because you're, you're seeing what everyone, how innovative these troops are being right now and how even starting a new troop during this time can be a really huge blessing to our kids that are, they're just you know, hungry for relationship and hungry for activity because they're cooped up at home or their, their, their lives just look different. And there's something that's very innovative about this 25-year-old ministry that 
that still is going to touch some pretty powerful lives. So give me like a scoop of what people are doing right now that makes Heritage Girls a great back to school activity. I mean, it's it, it really is in um, our volunteers of which there's over 18,000. They are so creative. And, and that's who makes that makes it all magical. You know, they really put in the special sauce that makes the program work for the girls. But I think all in all, we all know that we are wired for connection. And that's the way the Lord created us. And despite COVID and despite distance, we're still able to do virtual meetings. We're still able to write letters to one another, a lost skill for many people. We can still maintain relationship and maybe not be right next next to each other, shoulder to shoulder. But in our minds and our hearts, we're still shoulder to shoulder and working together. I, I love the fact that we're starting to be able to open up a little bit for the troops to start to get together and do some outdoor activities. Um, some are able to be indoor within the social distancing. Everybody is is really being challenged to look at things differently. And and that is not, what I love about it is by and large, the volunteers are not distraught about it. They're actually being challenged by it. And so they're up for the challenge. And that's what I love about our HD volunteers. And Jody, you were one of those kind of gritty gals that would make it happen no matter what. And that those are the kind of volunteers that work in HD. One of my favorite parts of HD, we can be outside right now, it's like the best place to be right now in terms of social distancing and all blah, blah, blah. But the kids just get to be outside and go for a hike. You can go for a hike. You can go camping. And even the fun, creative, like camping in your backyard and Zoom meeting or Skype meeting or whatever from your tent. I mean, there's so many fun ways to pull it off. I mean, HG for me, you know, as a mom, and I didn't, you, you see all, there's this huge, big list of things that you feel like you're supposed to do for your for your kids and do for your daughter to make them who you, point A to point B. By the time she's 18, she's supposed to be this, this thing. So over overwhelming, but Heritage Girls, for me, created this framework. Okay, if you want her to get from here to here, here are the six things that we recommend that you do to get her there. I want you to make sure you focus faith, outdoor leadership, servant leadership, you know, those program emphasis. Christ is in the middle of all those things. It helped me so much as a mom to say, okay, I want her to be this picture. Someone just help me know how to do it. And that's what you did and the American Mm -hmm. Heritage Girls did for me. Remind me, as a bad troop, a former troop leader, what those six things are. <laughs> well, you know, we've got the life skill area, which is what people commonly refer to as badges. And that's mm-hmm. the areas where the girls are learning skills that they will need for life. And that's why we call them life skills. Um, this could be from sewing to aviation to outdoor skills to ancestor detector, you know, learning about your family lineage. And then we've got the emotional and, and behavioral part, which is talking more about our moods and how we um, are able to sort of take them captive and to be able to to deal with our emotions and, and know that emotions are okay. It's how we react to those emotions that become problematic. And then we go on and we have the outdoor area, which really is essential to what we do. And as you know, Jody, that's where we really can get self-reliant and not meaning dependent just on ourselves, but have a confidence that we're able to survive the wilderness and to be able to, therefore, put that into other issues. When the storms in our life come, we're able to ride that wave because, again, we have done some of these things and we have practiced the muscle, you know, practice that leadership muscle. Leadership goes next. 
citizenship and patriotism. And that's where our service program lies. All of these come around a girl to make a well-rounded girl. And that's what's really important is to have a well-balanced program. So American Heritage Girls is not an arts and crafts club by any means. And it's not just an outdoor club either. It's all of these things wrapped into a package, providing a framework. And I love the way you said to bring your daughter from point A to point B. And the blessing for you as a mom, you get to meet some pretty cool friends along the way too, right? Lifetime friends? Absolutely. I'd say the friends I still have today are my American Heritage Girl friends Mm. and my daughter too. My daughter's best friend is still the girl she met in middle school. What a blessing. I want to step back for a moment and kind of do a little bit of journey through your book through the lens of of legacy. I think anyone who reads your book might see themselves in that story. I see that as a as a baton being you know, the hand goes back and the the person behind you know you're running up behind me and I can't just stand there I have to kind of get that head start going so it's a smooth transaction so but it's that team movement that flow movement and then that, when that baton you know hits that hand you just feel that almost that, that exhilaration of that baton in your hand and you just you know run that race that's what your book did for me it's like I'm I was part of that story I'm in there I know that and it felt so good and I so I, I hope that you know a lot of American Heritage Girls families have the opportunity to read your book. But even those who aren't in around the ministry just feel like God might be calling them to a greater purpose. Go back for a moment and bring us up to speed on where the Girl Scouts of America were at that time, but kind of bring us up to speed on what's going on with that group, just so we have a, a understanding of why you did what you did. Because you, in your book, you clearly did not want to do what you had to do. <laughs> but that's why I kind of like your story, because you know what, you share the truth, but you also share it with love. I mean, you weren't out to, you weren't out to be the bad guy. You're like, look, I really want to restore for all of us what we thought was a good thing. You, you, you share the truth and love. So give me, give me some truth and give me some love. Absolutely. (laughs) Absolutely. And Jody, you said it so right. And, and, and I do detail in the book, why curse the darkness when you can light a candle is, is it, is really encapsulating the journey of who Patty Garibay is and who Patty Garibay was. And then also meaning she's no one special. She's every woman. Um, she represents every man. We all struggle with, with things from our childhood, from our adult, young adulthood, and, and we have many regrets. But like the race that you spoke about, if we stop rather than continuing forging ahead and keeping the pace, we will never be able to pass a baton. It will fall. That's what happens when momentum stops, right? So what brings you into momentum? What really brings me into momentum oftentimes is a passion, a fire in your belly per se. And for me, it was my lack of a biblical understanding on what, how important faith is and how important God is in my day to day. It was something that was sort of put on the shelf for me on Sundays and maybe I'd pull it off. Well, that's not living the Christian life. That's not what God's called us to. He's called us to every day, every minute, every moment. So when I was so obviously approached by a situation in the Girl Scouts from which I loved, my my background was around Girl Scouts. I had been a Girl Scout as a young girl and it helped me escape a lot of my sort of bad home life. And so I couldn't wait to do it with my daughters. But then after 12 years of serving, there was a change in the Girl Scouts. And one of the most foundational changes that first pricked my ears to say, ooh, let's listen closely to what's going on, was the change in the Girl Scout promise, which then in 1993 was voted for you to put any word you wanted in place of the word God. Now, God could remain, but you 
no God could be in there too. So atheists now could be part of Girl Scouts. A, a tree could be part of who you worship. So this to me was foundational. And it was so against what the foundress, Juliet Gordon Lowe, had intended. What I mean, I used to collect her books that she, the old handbooks and things that had been written about her. And she was a Bible reading Christian woman who wanted girls to understand her, their creator. And so this was everything against what I had known to be Girl Scouts. And so I started to say, why would they do this. And then I uncovered and peeled back the onion a little bit more. And I started to look in their programming because now I had eyes to see and ears to hear. I had to be ready for that. I had to be prompted to do that. And it created such a fire in my belly, Jody, that it broke. First, my heart had to break. Mm -hmm. And then I had to have a rebuilding of the heart. And for me, I love, I was on a trip recently with some people from Operation Christmas Child and they knew my story and they said, you know what, your work is restorative. You and Trail Life USA have restored scouting in this nation. And I never looked at it like that. But when you mm -hmm. think about it, everything old is new again. We are back to the foundations of what those scouting organizations were truly about when our forefathers and foremothers were part of them. And so we use the scouting method to accomplish great things for girls, but it's not just the method. What's really important is that it's Christ-centered, and that's what gives the power to it, the engine, the transformation, the ability for it to make a difference in girls' lives. It's wonderful to engrave a girl's heart with great experiences and memories, but it's really powerful when you can engrave her soul with the love of Jesus. You talked about girl power, and I've really kind of latched on to that uh, with some of the ministry that I do. For me, the, one of the biggest differences with girl power is that you're right. We could talk about girl power, and they can go out camping and do all these things. And we tell these girls to look inside of themselves to find their inner strength. We all know that if we look so deep inside of ourselves, we find out that we're, we're afraid, we have doubt, and we're anxious. And all those inner things don't fuel us. They make us fearful. But when you have this outer strength. So I would say it's, it's not from the inside out. It's, it's, it's a big, giant, great flip. It's from the outside in. <laughs> and so if God is at the center, all those things now make sense because he's gifting you faith and you know, the fun and the service and all those things actually make sense. And I know that you've talked about it in your book as obedience, but suddenly after I read it, I'm like, you know what? That's okay if it's a hard word, but it also became, I think more, more than obedience. It was this, a beautiful invitation that God invited you into something. Yes. And you accepted. Yes. And I'm like, wow, same invitation we all have. We all are given this amazing invitation to, to light a candle. So I want to go back to the Girl Scout thing for a minute because that you went through that grief where you heard something that was, because it almost, it hits you personally, like this organization telling me that something that I'm doing might not be good for my, my daughter. So tell me about that grief process or how do you walk moms today through that grief process? And how did you get to that point finally that you wanted to light a candle because it's it, sometimes it's pretty easy just to stay mad all the time or angry or sad it but is. how did you get past that how did you do that well I, I'm pretty grateful that at the time there was no social media <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> because what I am seeing is mama bears being very upset and reacting in social media rather than lighting that candle and really making a difference. So us blowing our stacks on social media is going to have very limited back. In order to walk on water, you've got to get out of the boat and you've got to keep your eyes on the Lord. And so just letting our emotions rule us 
and react in that way is not going to create anything sustainable. And also that is, that is all of us. That's of the flesh. When we react in those kinds of ways, and yes, anger is, is an emotion that the Lord gave us. And in and of itself, it's not a bad emotion. It's how we react to that emotion, right? So my anger came from how dare they, how dare they take away the innocence of girls in the one chapter when we talk about the retreat? How mm -hmm. dare they? How dare they take away the importance of God away from the legacy that the foundress had created? How dare they? So what gave them the right to do this? And so I, I had to go through that and say, first I had to ask those questions. Why? 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 And then when I started to see why that there was an ulterior motive, an agenda per se, I started to understand and my emotions started to go a little bit lower and I was able to start to say, okay, how do we remedy this situation? What is the antidote to this? And I began to build something rather than just tear something down. And so creating an antidote to the misery, to the wrongness in this world is really positive. I mean, we can all tear down monuments and blow up buildings and do things like this, or we can build. And I think that's that's where the Lord wants us. You know, he was, he was always a builder. Uh, yeah, he got upset. He threw tables over in the temple. Get it. He's a builder. He's a creator. He is the master weaver. And in my story of my tapestry, which everybody has one, and when we focus on the knots and the tangles rather than the beauty that the Lord sees, we have really shortchanged ourselves. You know, when we talk about the table, what for me, the, what the Lord has offered, when I said yes, I had no idea that I would ever have a, one fruit from this work, not even one fruit, but I had to say yes to my Lord and Savior, and he is my ultimate boss, right? Has he ever blessed me with fruit? Oh my goodness, Jody! I can't even tell you in my lifetime. I do not deserve to see all of this fruit. I don't deserve to see the table that he set for me. It wasn't just a picnic table with no cloth. It's an elegant banquet-sized table with the finest china and crystal and silver you could ever imagine. He mm -hmm. has so much for us, but he wants us to say yes unequivocally and also not just yes once, but yes every day. And you had a encourager in your household and yes. he even has a, probably say he has a small part in your book because mm. um, he has a little moment, but I think he is interwoven throughout your entire story. Yes, yes. <laughs> so tell me about Mr. Pat and I just want to read actually. There's yeah. a little spot where you talk about some of his Mr. Hottie qualities. Yes. So let's see. Mr. Pat is hardworking. He's solution-minded. He's handy. He's strong sense of right and wrong. He's easy to talk to. He loves kids. He helps your dad and respects him, which was beautiful. He's passionate about good causes and he's tall, dark, and handsome. So how is Mr. Pat? <laughs> well, he's still tall, sort of dark, and handsome. <laughs> <laughs> he's, he's very silver, but he is doing great. And I tell you, the Lord knew I needed him. And, and he brought Pat to me at such a young age. I mean, we met yeah. in third grade and we started liking each other, quote unquote, in eighth grade. And I guess you'd say the rest is history. Now, 41 years of marriage. He is my beloved. And, uh, you know, to have a helpmate like that is really essential. Um, that's not to say that 
single people can't do great things because they can, but they need mm-hmm. to find that source, that, that, that person that is their, you know, that brings life to them, that is their encourager and also their accountability person. I mean, I'll tell you what, that can be really hard on me too, but I need to hear it. You know, the feedback mm-hmm. needs to be, and it needs to come from someone who you trust. And if it's, if you're blessed for that to be your spouse, that's a beautiful marriage. I mean, that is what Christ meant around, you know, all around marriage and around the bridegroom and the bride. And it's a beautiful thing. So yes, so blessed to have Pat in my life. So so he was your encourager. And then you have different people throughout the book that you recognize as people who came alongside of you. So there, I know that when I, that fire entered my belly yes. and I thought, okay, there is something. Actually, my husband heard you speaking on a radio program and he's like, you've got to hear what's going on. He was a Boy Scout himself. He was an Eagle Scout. And so this whole world is just kind of collapsing around us like, okay, that same grief process you went through you know what can we do we have two daughters and then you know time to light a candle and then you get that little deceitful voice in your head where satan says you know you know what there's no way you can do this you're all alone everyone else is going to think you're crazy talk about how what mothers can do to shut some of those voices out maybe some bible verses that encouraged you how you found those first few people that surrounded you because you know you can't do it by yourself and god doesn't want to do have you do it by yourself you need that team around you. Absolutely. And that that is critical. One one thing that I, I have learned through these past 25 plus years, because of course, this is our anniversary, but there were years before when we were building this, this ministry. And it was so critical to have those women alongside. And what was interesting is the founding group that were there to start to battle the Girl Scouts, that was a different group than who was ready to do the heavy lifting of building American Heritage Girls. So it's so easy to get people to want to tear down and to mm-hmm. sign a petition or to do those. But who are going to be the builders? Okay. And those people are generally positive thinking people. They see the cup half full, not half empty. And I found myself being very attracted to those people who, rather than saying why it couldn't be done, how it could be done. That was mm-hmm. really important because I had enough negative going on, you know, all of this and, and the self-doubt and Satan himself. He's the king of negativity, right? And so mm-hmm. it was really important to be around those people and to have encouragers, like-minded women, women that could look at not just your issues or your concern, but also bring it a little broader so that it could help you to see that this is a piece to a greater puzzle that really affects our nation and our Mm -hmm. world. And honestly, eternity for many people. So being able to have those positive people, understanding the big picture and your role in it, those are all critical. But I'll tell you what, without prayer, without scripture study, without having your life verse in front of yours, and by by the way, mine is be still and know that I am God, because Mm -hmm. you are going to run into those deep, dark crevices, that desert land where you're like, Lord, are you even still around? But we are called to be still and know that he is God. Those are the three things that I really felt beyond having Pat as, as my, my mentor and my cohort. And that's another thing, mentor. When I talk about positive women around you, make sure they're intergenerational. You need wisdom from older people too. And that do not discount that older woman in your church congregation that has been around the block a bit. Boy, did I get a lot of wisdom from those kind of ladies too. Yeah, and you talk about church and that's what is also so unique about the American Heritage Girls you know, organization is that one, 
it gives you that that structure. It says you can't just go out and start a troop all by yourself. We know that you need this strong support of strong men and women in your life, intergenerational, but build a, a solid team. But there's this beautiful connection to the church that no other scouting ministry has. You've made sure that that's such a positive, important piece to maintain the integrity of the organization itself. I really do believe the time that I was on staff with you, Patty, of all the crazy stuff that we were involved in and doing and the good and the bad and the highs and lows, I'll still never forget sitting, but signing that memorandum of understanding. That is why it's going to make me cry. God brought us together Absolutely. to watch my church. Absolutely. And Jody, still to this day, of course, that is just flourishing. And that was a foundational piece mm-hmm. to have an MOU with the Lutheran Church, Missouri Synod, and to be able to bring scouting into the church that would be aligned with the beliefs of the church. That's beautiful. And that's what needs to happen all across. And that's the nice thing about American Heritage Girls is the churches own the program and they are, this is our church's program and we can And that's a new, that's still, it's still a hard concept, I think, even today for churches to to grasp or to grapple with because they're not used to that. That, oh, this, I mean, this is my ministry. I'm like, yeah, this is actually your ministry. And the curriculum is Christ-centered because I feel like, oh no, the scouts just meet down the hall. I'm like, oh no, no, this is a whole that we are going to walk alongside you. So maybe clarify that a little bit because I think that's still, even though I know you've been doing it for 25 years, <laughs> yeah, but it's still a new concept for people to really understand the, the strength in that relationship. Absolutely. I mean, it, it has not always been as strong as it should have been. And now we have strengthened it to the degree where we actually have alignment calls with the senior pastors to make sure that they understand this is a ministry of your church. And what kinds of fruits come from that is when they realize, oh my goodness, we're needing to meet the youth where they are. We need to bring them in. They are the future of our church. It always blows my mind how so often we put the littlest amount of our budget into children's and youth ministry when they are the future. When they see that and they understand, oh my goodness, we can not only minister to our own youth, but we can reach out because people, kids and families want this. You know, church leader, do you want more families in your church? I don't know one that says no to that answer. Mm -hmm. Well, this program can bring them in far and wide. I can't tell you how many families have said, you know what? We let our faith wane until we joined American Heritage Girls. And we realized how important not only that program was to us, but how the church family is to us. So this is is a win-win-win for churches, no question about it. And how do we connect all these activities and then um, create an opportunity to talk about Jesus at the same time? Yes. You're right, it's a win-win. So let's talk about the Legacy Gala that's coming up and some future activities of uh, American Heritage Girls and how people... I think I, w- I would assume anyone can get involved in this or is this just for troop families or tell me no. about the, le- the gala, the virtual no. gala, the, the virtual innovation ga- is happening. Yes, <laughs> it was supposed to be literally a very fancy gala that would occur in Cincinnati, Ohio. But again, that had to be canceled just like our convention. Um, and so we are becoming the queens of innovation. Um, so we're having <laughs> to do this virtually. But you know what? We're looking at the blessing of that. Now people mm-hmm. from all over the country can join us and it's going to be very exciting. If you are interested, you can go to AmericanHeritageGirls.org backslash Legacy Gala. 
And this is an event that will happen from 8 to 10 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, and that is on September 17th, 2020. We will be having Francesca Battistelli performing worship songs for just us. How cool. And then Love we will have a keynote from Dr. Meg Meeker, who is the author of Raising Strong Girls in a Toxic Culture. She also has been the co-host of Dr. Dobson's My Family Talk for many years, and she is a fellow in the American Academy of Pediatrics. And this woman has a biblical worldview who is looking at today's girls and what they're dealing with and helping to give solutions to those that will be on this legacy gala day. Now, this may sound a little boring because we have a keynote that's a doctor, but it's not going to be boring. We have videos from our alumna. We've got pop-ins from big name people that you would know in Christendom, so to speak, that will be popping in a whole lot of fun. So again, that's September 17th from 7 to 9 p.m. or 8 to 10 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. And that is going to be a great time for you to join us and to learn, listen and learn about American Heritage Girls. And you know what? It's a great way to get your toes wet to understand what this ministry is all about because the spirit of it, the celebration of 25 years. So if we're on vacation or the kids are home and the house is, you know, filled with uh, barking dogs, it's craziness. I know there are ways to, is it recorded or can you just like, if you wanted to make a donation separately, you can just do that. Or how, how are different ways people can get involved if they can't, because it is a live broadcast. Yes. Right? So if yeah. you register, um, okay. and you need to register, you're going to be able to listen to this anytime for the next month. So you can do it at your time. So if this isn't a great time for you, perhaps you have soccer or something else at night or, you know, whatever it might be, <laughs> you can tune in. You can also, if you would like to continue to see this ministry continue, and we'll be honest, COVID and the situation has affected ministries all across the nation, and ours is no exception. And so um, if you'd like to donate, you can visit the AmericanHeritageGirls.org donate page. We would, any contribution, but most of all prayers. Continue to pray for the ministry so that the legacy of the first 25 years can continue for generations to come. I hope that Kevin and I can put it on the big screen in our uh, in our TV and like sit down and grab some popcorn or maybe make ourselves a fancy dinner and watch it like pretending we're like we're at a gala or something. That would be awesome. <laughs> be I fun. mean, you can wear high heels or not, but it would be great yeah. to... <laughs> <laughs> have a lot of fun. We're going to have a, a great time that night. Well, I just want to end with the uh, Bible verse that you wrote on my book, yeah. which I love. And it's almost like that baton. That's what really caused that whole baton imagery to happen because we are literally passing the baton. And what's really cool, you know, you pass the baton to me. My daughters are now in college. They're AHG alumni. Megan uh, at a small Christian college. I'll do a shout out for Asbury. And she's leading the equine trail riding one afternoon. And this group of little cute little gaggly girls show up and they're all there to go uh, for a horseback ride to work on some outdoor leadership activity. And she is an AHG alumni. And so the book covers that, oh, you're an AHG girl, which great opportunity to share what AHG did for her to these cute little, you know, little middle school girls. So it was this beautiful moment of this legacy, this baton handing down. And of course, my my younger one is at Fall State, which you have that in your family yeah. story. So I love that this baton is handing down. So I'm going to read this Bible verse and then we can have a few parting words it says so this is from psalm 78 6 through 7 it says so the next generation would know them even the children get to be born and they in turn would tell their children then they would put their trust in god and would not forget his deeds but would keep his commands 
you invited us into your story, Patty, and what a beautiful, real, personal story that you were vulnerable enough to share with all of us. And I encourage everyone to read her book, which is called again, Why Curse the Darkness When You Can Light a Candle. Patty, thank you for sharing your story and handing the baton to me and to many of us. Uh, thank you, Coach Jody, and may God bless the great flip. Hey everyone, thanks for sticking around. I want to share just a quick note about The Great Flip. Great Flip serves as a national program partner and alliance to the American Heritage Girls. I offer fun, playful, and empowering online self-defense skills to children ages 6 and up. Head to my website and you can request free video and try some fun self-defense skills with your family. AHG troops enroll in my online program. Learn about safety and empowerment. Learn fun skills all within a Christian world view. They earn patches and have a lot of fun doing this. At The Great Flip, we turn girl power upside down and give girls real God power and give him all the glory. I'll see you on the map.